It's Monday. It's January 8th. And the word of the day is lelochesia, which means an emotional relief achieved by using vulgar language. Used in a sentence, the President of the United States is playing nuclear chicken on Twitter, and that's very stressful. However, fuck my tits. Ah, lelochesia. It's a good thing we learned this today, or it would be Noah Lelochesia. Eh, as if it's too late. I'm Noah Lelochesia. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the Trump administration crumbles under the pressure of a guy listening to what they said. <laughs> the president double-dog dares a hostile nation to nuke us again. And Donald Trump demands that DARPA make him a bomb cyclone button. But first, the roundup. On the Newswire tonight, anti-government protests continued over the weekend in Iran. U.N. Representative Nikki Haley called for an emergency meeting of the U.N. Security Council over the situation, adding, Stop laughing before I take away our international aid, you bastards. (laughs) In irony, a parking garage fire in Liverpool destroyed the 1,400 cars of people attending a horse show, leading people who spent the day talking about how great horses are to go, Fuck my car! My fucking car! (laughs) Love my car! car <laughs> in cybersecurity according to obnoxiously vague reports from last week <laughs> right there's a giant problem with millions of intel processor chips that's it so if you purchased a computer any time in the last decade you might be vulnerable to an attack by uh and a russian kid's giving me the finger and emptying my bank account. yeah right half of america's gonna get a bomb we're not gonna tell you which <laughs> anyway the ethiopian government smacked down reports last week that they plan to release all their political prisoners and close their torture camps they clarified that the prime minister's remarks had been misinterpreted and they only plan to release politicians from the torture <laughs> camps so you can see how you get that kind of mix they're not wasting perfectly good torture camps though that's the, that's the key in we Legalize it. California rolled out legal recreational marijuana last week, causing our attorney general to stamp his foot so hard he exploded into a million pieces. <laughs> In hashtag diplomacy, Donald Trump sent an angry tweet to uh, at the, the real Pakistan, I'm assuming, <laughs> last week, threatening to cut off aid money, closing the tweet with no more. Pakistan's foreign minister, Kawaja Asif, responded, we already said no more to America, so Trump's no more has no importance. <laughs> this led to a 12-hour Twitter fight about the rules of triple stamps and no backsies, and both men eventually had their phones taken away for the rest of the semester. <laughs> U.S. Senator Jeff Flake told Cuban officials over the weekend that there is no evidence of a sonic attack at the U.S. Embassy in Havana. To back up his claim, he might what? have pointed out that there's no such a goddamn thing, and anybody who scienced for a second could have told him that shit long ago if cable news was willing to let them but no ooh scary the sound is coming to get you <laughs> drive you insane yeah, it's a sonic attack too <laughs> and from the i can see russia through my cell window file alaska moved to a point system instead of a bail system that will mean less people will stay in jail for not having enough money to go home while we wait to see if they did a crime reminding the rest of the world that that's a thing we still fucking do yeah go alaska <laughs> go alaska In Disturbing the Disturbed, in response to the mass shooting outside the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas last year, 
Many hotel chains are adopting a new policy of periodic room pop-ins, regardless of the do not disturb sign. The idea would be for, I guess, very small women to prevent gun violence by (laughs) talking down shooters in broken English. (laughs) (laughs) No. Weird idea. (laughs) Other strategies include gun control or alternatively, an assault rifle on your pillow every morning, so everyone has a few. <laughs> right, you safe. flavored ones. It would be sweet. I don't know about you, but I'm terrified to stay in hotels now. Uh, Orrin Hatch, <laughs> the GOP's longest. Sir, I do know about Eli. I don't know about I'm you. Excited Heath, I'm excited to stay in say. hotels now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm facing the door. <laughs> Anyway, Orrin Hatch, the GOP's longest-serving senator, announced that he'd be hanging up his jowls after this term, paving the way for Utah's favorite son and vociferous Trump critic Mitt Romney to take his place. So, aerial pigs or no, I'm now rooting for Mitt Romney because I can barely remember a day when binders full of women seemed like a gaffe. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we were so innocent then. We, we really were. And in Too Little Too Late Stage Capitalism... Twitter suspended several white nationalist accounts from its platform this week in its umpteenth public doing of one good thing to offset the fact that they knowingly built a system that will show people the tweets of abusers and rapists so they can sell more ads while people respond and react to them. In other news, concentration camps had free food, y'all. Free food. It was free. (laughs) In peenies. A clinic in Thailand is now offering a new laser whitening procedure for the penis. What? According to the before and after picture from their ad, it'll remain shorter in length than your testicles, but it will become about three shades lighter. (laughs) They're also working on a laser that turns all that annoying vaginal moisture into sand. Yeah, what? (laughs) So once you go white... You try bl- black. It's not. Um, Alfred Thomas, the police chief of Charlottesville, Virginia, during the deadly Nazi protests last summer, announced that he would be stepping down. When asked what the fuck took him so long, he responded, look, I think we all know none of this would have happened if I was a get right to it kind of guy. OK, we've already come. We've already made our peace with this. And in circumcised news, French sailor Francois Gabert has broken the record for sailing solo around the world, circumnavigating the planet in just 42 days and 16 hours. Upon completing his journey, someone told him about planes and he shot himself in the fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) And in apocalypse news. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres issued a red alert for the world last week, pointing out that ethnic conflicts are growing, nuclear tensions are high, wealth inequality keeps getting worse, and xenophobia is rampant. Uh, So basically you're saying, stop making the world great again. Seriously, whoever's fucking doing that, fucking stop. (laughs) Right. And of course, we'll have more on these stories and more coming right up in the headlines. But first, some abused words. Welcome back to another round of our Abuse Your Words competition. In case you missed it last time around, the latest winner was Roy Moore's wife, Kayla Moore, who proved that she and her husband are anti-Semitic by announcing that they're not anti-Semitic. It's amazing how you can <laughs> yeah, do that that's how so that works. Easily. That's officially how that works. Uh, specifically, she did that by saying, we have a lawyer who's a you. So... 
Congrats again to her. Very impressive. Used all the vowels in the word Jew. (laughs) And fun fact, turns out that lawyer she was talking about actually campaigned and voted for Roy Moore's opponent, Doug Jones. So their Jew didn't even like them. (laughs) Right. So they found a different guy who was born Jewish, but is a Christian now. It's a rushing nesting doll of amazing that never stops. It's really great. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, they're like, no, no, this was our Jew. And that one turned out to be made in China. It was very embarrassing. The whole thing was. (laughs) Okay. So for today's contest, we have the prototypes of the two groups of people who need to get into top colleges less. We have. Spoiled white trust fund babies and spoiled Asian trust fund babies (laughs) against each other. Of course, I'm talking about the president of the United States, Donald Trump, and the uh, supreme dungeon master for all eternity or whatever the fuck he's called of Korea, Kim Jong-un. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to spend our show attacking college students. Don't get me wrong. I love money, but... Actually, I vote we switch over. I've got like five really <laughs> solid minutes of anti-trans material that sounds like an and argument. Just... I would like some money. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So this week's matchup takes the form of a public feud between two of the world's crazier people, both of whom happen to be heads of state with control over nuclear arsenals. It's funny how that happens. And if you've been on Twitter anytime recently, you might have already heard about this because... Donald Trump's foreign policy happens 280 characters at a time. But Kim Jong-un, on the other hand, despite looking like Eric Cartman got attacked by bees, is actually a grown-up who makes official statements with his human voice. Unfortunately, one of his most recent statements was a nuclear threat against the United States. Yeah, and uh, perhaps even less fortunately, the guy who's made his living by, like, making Spider-Man villain threats is now the grown-up in the negotiations. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, during a televised speech on New Year's Day, KJU announced that the entire United States is within range of his nukes and reminded everyone that a launch button is always on his table. I guess someone always carries around a table for it. It seems stupid, <laughs> but it's point taken. Okay. You ever try to push a big red button without a table? You got to hold it with the other hand. You look like you're yeah. clapping. It's dumb. <laughs> it's tough when you're trying to get in the stall with it. But yeah, yeah. other than that. Yeah. So, uh, of course, that speech led to a really bad day for tall Tyler of making an elaborate dance back video. <laughs> And then talking the president out of releasing his new dance back video. (laughs) Well, eventually they settled on the following response tweet from the president instead. Quote, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food starved regime please inform him that I, too, have a nuclear button, but it's a much bigger and more powerful one than his and my button works, end quote. Yeah, I'm tired of being talked down to by the liberal elite. I'm going to vicariously start a nuclear war. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> fuck. But I will say, if the last signal that he's lost his mind is a literal Donald Trump dance back video to Kim Jong-un, the atomic holocaust will have been worth it. <laughs> I feel like. Okay. Just I, for that moment of happiness. Abuse your words is getting Hitlery. I don't want to give notes on air, but we're two for two, guys. Two for two. We've, we've gotten some Holocaust apologetics in there. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Well, 
Donald Trump obviously doesn't know this, but the, the big red button on his desk is actually just a prank by Joe Biden. <laughs> um, if he ever presses it, a trap door opens under his desk chair and he gets dropped into a pile of shit. <laughs> and the only other button in the Oval Office is the one that Trump installed for alerting an aide to bring him a fucking Diet Coke. That's a true story. Well, well really except for that. I bet the aide's real job was to tell Reince Priebus to get him one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so uh, what's the final verdict, gentlemen? Fat man-baby threatens nuclear-armed nation that's run by a lunatic or fat man-baby threatens nuclear-armed nation that's yeah. run by a lunatic? Uh, I'm going to go with the dark horse non-voters. You know who else isn't busy on a Tuesday? <laughs> a big old pile of irradiated dust. Thanks, guys. That's true. That's true. Yeah, as stupid as I'll nuke your much larger country with its much larger nuclear arsenal is, it can never be quite as stupid as following up with, will not. (laughs) So, I'll give it to Trump. Yeah, okay, great. So, congratulations to nobody. Let's all move to Australia. Fantastic. Oh, Waiheke. That beef jerky-esque woman opening bottles of wine. uh, It's weird. I feel like you're trying to be, you know negative but beef jerky woman wine like this is all positive stuff (laughs) it's a good thing people it's a good thing (laughs) tyler get in here uh yes mr president i am not happy is is this about the book what fire and furry how did people find out about me and Mr. Wumples? Is he safe? Is he out of the public aisle? He's a no. rabbit, Tyler. He's not up for that I, kind of pressure. No, sir, sir. It was Fire and Fury. Fury. It's it's the best-selling book about the inside workings of your administration, sir. By by who? Uh, by Michael Wolf. You remember he was... It's by Bald Mike. You remember Bald Mike? No. Bald Mike said bad stuff about me after I let him record all my favorite black jokes. I don't understand. Yes, he did, sir. Well, that is a huge disappointment. So I'm going to get on Twitter right now and I'll explain to everyone that I'm like really smart and not a crazy person. That's probably the sanest thing to do. You know, I don't think that it is, sir. You're right. Let's sue the people who made the book and then Mm. make a law that makes it illegal to say mean stuff about me. Mm, No, sir. I don't think that we can do that. Uh, What? Why not? Either. Kimmy does it all the time. He was telling me it's the best. You just write a law, and then anyone who does it. Wait, wait. Just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kimmy. You, you've been speaking to Kim Jong Un, sir. Yeah, we play words with friends. That's why I'm mad. I... It won't take my word. Tyler, look at this. Th- that's a word, right? Niger. That's a word. Well, well, Niger is a uh, a proper noun, sir. It is like Obama's a dirty Niger. I like that. But never, that's never mind. Need never mind. Never mind. How about I just said nothing. How about tiger? Yeah, no, tiger works. Yeah. Obama's a dirty tiger. No, sir. (laughs) Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, Noah Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, Happy New Year, first of all. So uh, you guys got any big sweeping predictions for 2018? Uh, well, the Jaguars already won a playoff yeah, game, so nothing's going to surprise my ass. <laughs> um, so, but as far as sweeping predictions, I'm going to say by June, 
uh, the federal government totally gets the message that those third party voters were trying to send and they <laughs> apologetically undo 2017 ah, entirely. The Baxi's clause of the Constitution. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Didn't know they had that. Isn't it weird when people get mad at us for that joke? Right. Like I, I, I get third party <laughs> voters getting mad at us for that joke. But when people are like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a third party voter, but like, psh, like, why are you always blaming the Nazis for the Holocaust? It's just like, ugh. like there were a lot of factors. Why not World War One? And it's just like, hey, it feels <laughs> feel like you secretly wrote. I, I like I don't believe them when they say they weren't a third party voter. It throws me off. <laughs> oh, okay. big sweeping, sweeping predictions, big sweeping Eli. Sweeping predictions. Come on, Sorry. back uh, on track, man. Okay. Back on the street. Uh, big midterm wins, but not enough for any real change, and that puts the proletariat back to sleep until 2020. But a celebrity will have a baby, so oh well, there you go. <laughs> it's baby. <laughs> <laughs> and in our lead story tonight, Donald Trump proved over the weekend that he still had shit left to lose when he unleashed a tirade against the new West Wing tell-all from Michael Wolff, reacting <laughs> so to claims in the book that there is literally no one left in the world who doesn't think he's insane. Trump labeled himself a very stable genius. <laughs> you know, like stable people often say. And this is my favorite. Um, and he, yes. And yeah, he listed his two greatest assets as, and these are his words, <laughs> mental stability and being like really smart being like I, really smart i did not add the like oh and then and then he bitched about the fact he wasn't allowed to sue people for saying otherwise <laughs> he's a fucking textbook on things that are false right i'm really smart i'm not crazy i'm not a nazi she meant yes <laughs> don't doubt me i'll sue you right. it's, it's a syllabus for lying 101 He's like a Dadaist satire at this point. Uh, it's because, like, how many trivia nights have you sat down to where someone's obviously stupid boyfriend's like, "Don't worry, man, I'm like really smart," and you're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> you know who didn't say <laughs> that? Brian Cox. When you I know met who him, never says that. <laughs> smart people. Uh, I am right. like really smart. Thank you, Brian. Thanks okay. for coming to QED. <laughs> Not really, really? Just the one? All right. Just all right. Okay. Okay, so after an ill-advised legal effort failed to cow the publisher and guaranteed the book status as a bestseller, <laughs> the publisher said, well, what the fuck, might as well take the money and released Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House last Friday. Uh, the author that poked the sleeping draconian was one Michael Wolf, who apparently had more or less unfettered access to the West Wing for the pre-Mattis White House. As he explains in the preface... Many senior officials wanted him out, but the place was such a clusterfuck, nobody knew who had the authority to tell him to leave. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, that guy is just walking around the White House, like, recording everything. And Trump's like, who? Vladimir? Boris? Natasha? <laughs> this is taking too long. Just ignore it. Yeah, just right. ignore it. <laughs> All he does is talk to my best friend, Steve. What's the worst that could happen? It's yeah, right. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, there's so many forms to firing, treason. So Wolf's book describes the chaos of uh, Trump's first year or so in office, painting Trump as, a, in his words, a Delphic oracle uttering pronouncements that must be then interpreted. Uh, I, lo I, I love the book, by the way. Re read it over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, and he also describes sort of the travails of the hapless scribes and interpreters navigating between him and the competing incompetent factions that are too vacuous to fill the power vacuum. So 
unless you believe that he's nailing this whole president thing, there isn't much new in the book. <laughs> right? It just gives a narrative to what you already know. Now, to be sure, there are some salacious details, but they mostly come in the form of like, you know, what Steve Bannon called Ivanka and what Katie Walsh really thinks of Donald Trump. But it's worth <laughs> emphasizing that people are focused on that shit only because all the high crimes and misdemeanors are already a matter of public record, right? <laughs> yeah. Not a good sign when the release of a book about how you're a creepy lunatic is actually an effective wag the dog event. <laughs> it like, is not, right! Not <laughs> Ugh, treason, skip ahead, skip ahead, treason, skip ahead, skip ahead. Yes, yeah, swearing, we called wow, her the B word. Brick, huh? Called her the B word. <laughs> <laughs> and then she talked to Russia or something, but the B word. <laughs> now, it's worth noting that Wolf apparently has a reputation for being less than rigorous with his quotes, and some details of the book have been disputed, but remarkably few of the more incendiary quotes have been disavowed, and a lot of the shit that's being denied is the the stuff that was previously uncovered by other reporters. <laughs> so... Yeah, the clear picture the book paints of the one that Trump is working hardest to diffuse is that the presidency is robbing him of the last scrap of sanity he has tucked beneath the comb over there. Yeah. I actually keep my sanity inside my melanoma, too. It's just <laughs> yes. you're going to put it somewhere. It's safe. Yeah, nobody mm -hmm. looks for it there. Um, I should also note that whether or not you can trust the author, you can't necessarily trust the narrative. Right? The book reads like the book that Steve Bannon wants you to read. And all the reports are that Wolf spent most of his White House time camped out in Bannon's office. And while Bannon isn't exactly flattered in the book, he is painted as like the true revolutionary frustrated into impotence by Trump's conversion to business as usual republicanism. And the guy who had absolutely nothing to do with the Russia shit and warned Trump about all the dumb shit he did. And the book seems to deliberately divorce Bannon's uh, like na uh, white nationalism bullshit from Trump's particular brand of incompetence. Yeah. The skeptical spin on this book is that Donald just wouldn't let Steve set up the camps he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in Pants on the Wire news tonight, Sarah Huckabee Sanders had some choice words for the folks at a press briefing this week. Namely, she's tired of all uh, the... Tired, uh, tired of uh, falling from the ceiling and blocking Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. But no. Eli called her a thwomp. She's she tired of all the lying. I can see why she would want, like, another door knocker on the other side that always tells the truth. That would make sense. It gets lonely. Yeah. They've been separated for so long. No, A good idea. A good idea. A better idea, honestly. But no, all the lying that the media oh, is doing. Oh, that lying. That's what she's tired of. Uh, saying, quote, People are entitled to an opinion, but they're not entitled to their own facts. And we have a big problem with people putting out misleading yeah. information. Those are very huh. different things. End quote. <laughs> she also added, you're the White House press secretary. You are. <laughs> yeah, <right>. You. <laughs> yeah, if only there were some alternative to that. Ooh. So... Obviously, this statement brings up a lot of confusion, so we've actually asked Miss Sanders here today to help us clarify some things. Miss Sanders, thank you for joining Aren't us. Aren't you the crush guy? Uh, shut up, shut up. You, don't, I, don't, I remember. Sh okay. uh, so, uh, Miss Sanders, in the press conference, you were referring to fire and fury. My, my sisters? Have they escaped their unholy bonds again? No. Uh, no. The book. Fire and fury, the book. The book about oh, the White House. right. Yeah. Okay, um... The things in that book are not true, and it's not okay to say things that aren't true. Okay, so I, then I think a lot of people are asking, what about the president? Obama? No, 
Trump, Donald Trump, the Do- right, right oh, now. Oh, right, right. Okay. Like, he, he said that three to five million people voted illegally. I do not recall. Uh, he said that Ted Cruz's dad was part of the JFK assassination. Well, well, you know, weren't we all, if you think about it, part of the JFK assassination? If I, and then, okay, what about that he saw Muslims in New Jersey cheering 9-11? Okay, we have already clarified that he meant he saw Muslims cheering for the New York Jets. That's what that was. Okay. You know, Sarah, if I didn't know better, I would say that you and yours sort of only think honestly applies to the other side. Yes, it does. Yep. I'm sorry, what? There, There is no truth in the fire caves. Got it, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. You want a quick squeeze before I go? Yeah, real quick. Okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and in regional colding news, we got further confirmation last week about the reasoning behind Twitter's choice to double the character count for a tweet. When, as expected, Donald Trump once again managed to get those 140 characters of extra rope looped around his neck somehow. Now, uh, I'm not saying he needs to be deplatformed because... That would be illegal, pending <laughs> the Mueller investigation. Well, anyway. yeah, right, right. But I am saying that Trump's handlers should think about a net nanny, because he sent out a tweet in favor of global warming. <laughs> uh, at least to the extent that you can do that when you have no fucking clue what global warming means. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, more extreme weather conditions. Hurricanes, hurricanes, hurricanes. <laughs> well, yeah, or a bomb cyclone. <laughs> We're just making up new weather emergencies at this point, right? Just putting scary words next to weather words. Next month we're going to have a goddamn Sharknado and he's going to say, see, see, I told you, that's not warm. <laughs> Science nerds are doing their best to scare the stupid Rust Belt. They're just like, this yeah, one's right. a, a, a rape rain. It's a rape rain. Uh, it's a Muslim storm. It's a Muslim storm. Please cut carbon emissions. We spend so much time proving this to anyone who will listen. <laughs> All right, but you got to do your own research. No, you don't. I did all that. I went to school and then I did all the research <laughs> for you. That would be two people doing the same research. It's so hard to be me. <laughs> all right, so here's the tweet from Trump. These are the exact words from the president of the United States. Oh. Quote, in the East, just the East, <laughs> it could be the coldest New Year's Eve on record. Perhaps we could use a little bit of that good old global warming, capitalized like a fucking Nazi, <laughs> that our country also capitalized, <laughs> Ibid, but not other countries, was going to pay trillions of dollars to protect against. Bundle up. End of tweet. Ah. Uh, yeah, he managed to get both the currently cold equals global climate equilibrium fallacy and the changing climate disproves climate change fallacy <laughs> into a single tweet. Never could have done that with 140 characters. <laughs> we elected a stupid meme president. It's yes. perfect. It's really pretty perfect to elect a dumb meme president of America. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of ignorance to unpack there. Twitter doubled his characters, but he, he managed to keep the concentration of ignorance just as high. Uh, yeah. It's actually impressive in a way. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, Donald, if you're listening. He is. 
Quick thing on how directions work. East is not really a place like you're using it there. (laughs) And that's because of the the other spatial dimensions beyond the one. That was the problem that I had with that tweet. Thank you. That yeah, was really right. what was bugging me about that. <laughs> well, but see, there's a solution here. If we can convince Merkel to just ask him to meet her in East, we can solve the whole fucking problem. <laughs> I can refuel in the air. He could just keep going for the rest of the three years. <laughs> yeah, but uh, most importantly, Donald, we really need you to understand that weather and climate are Different things. Thank you. Uh, I saw how the New York Times tried to explain this to you as the difference between your wallet and your net worth, Uh which was solid. But since that's all classified information because of an IRS audit that's been (laughs) ongoing since like 1972, (laughs) I'll try a different angle. Uh, Think of it like this. Just because a guy's not uh, grabbing a vagina right now... That doesn't mean he's not a rapist. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that helps. If, if anything, I think you made the problem worse, Heath. Really? I think You're you made right. the problem worse. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and in Raiders of the Lost Narc news tonight, <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Well, thank you, thank you. Jeff Sessions managed to find a spot on my personal approval rating that fell even below Jeff Sessions last week <laughs> when he came after my weed. This time it's personal. In a transparent effort to make me get a haircut and a real job, Sessions fought back against those kids on his damn lawn on Thursday by repealing the Cole Memo, (laughs) the Obama-era regulatory barrier that kept federal prosecutors from pursuing marijuana cases in states that had voted to legalize weed. Yeah, it's a weird move, considering his magical race makes its money on cookies, I'm just saying. (laughs) Right? It's so weird. It's bad for Just sitting in his office, can I prosecute Christmas? Can I illegalize blowjobs? <laughs> right. A right. uh, weed it is then. We I'm going yeah. after legal weed. Yeah, so the backlash uh, against this move was as swift as it was universal, with condemnation coming from Democrats, Libertarians, and Republicans who'd rather not fuck with a burgeoning multi-billion dollar a year industry. For example, marijuana named Republican Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado, a Republican, issued an ultimatum the following day promising to put on hold on every DOJ nomination until Sessions retracts his geriatric petulance. Which is excellent. But uh, really, I think we should be waiting until 2020 before any nominations of any kind for anything happen. Will of the people. That's how it's done now. Honest, I feel like, uh, let's be real, we should dissolve the democracy and make Obama king. Will of the smart people. (laughs) That's the will of the smart and the strong. So let's just, you know. Look, I should be clear. Okay, so this may not change anything on the ground, but it also may. We really don't know. And we're not talking about, like, a couple dozen white people with dreadlocks that are going be looking for new work if Sessions gets his way. We're talking about a business that was worth $8 billion last year before California legalized. To give you an idea how consequential this is, as Political pointed out over the weekend, the announcement caused an immediate 5% drop in the stock value of miracle Grow. Seriously? Yes. And a 45% drop in Taco Bell. He just plummeted. (laughs) Yeah, no, Taco Bell and plummeting generally go together. And Jeff, look, on a personal level, bro, have you fucking heard the diatribes, man? Imagine me without weed. I popped the forehead vein the other day because of the rhyme scheme in a nationwide commercial, bro. I need this. <laughs> Don't do it to us, Jeff. Don't do it to us. No illusions needs his part. <laughs> and in good news tonight. I need some. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to a new study published by NASA this week, the hole in the ozone layer may be shrinking thanks to human efforts. Well, to be fair, it's cold up there, though. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so using the Aura satellite to measure chlorine from chlorofluorocarbons, or well CFC. Thank you, Absolutely thank done. you. I sounded it out like the kid who ruins reading time in eighth grade English. <laughs> Photography, say it again. <laughs> yeah, or CFCs, as they're known by stupid people, the chemicals which are heavily responsible for causing ozone depletion in the first place, NASA determined that there was 20% less depletion since 2005, and the ozone hole was measured at its smallest since 1988. See, this was when America was great again. Honestly, yes. Yeah, when nerds would do science and fucking tell us what to do and we'd fucking do it. And, and you weren't allowed to spend unlimited dark money on ignorant congressmen so they could vote against the environment and support a giant misinformation campaign to discredit the, like, big data conspiracy. I, right, right. Now, <laughs> now granted, the, 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 I mean, we're so fucking bad that we think 88 was great. I mean, that was the That's... end of the Reagan. So there's that, too. But we, we get that. But, yeah, that part was great. Right. Wow. And then the nerds left. That's the most important part. They came. They were like, you need them. And then they left. It was, it was really good. Anyways. <laughs> right. This is, of course, as Heath and Noah mentioned, thanks to the Montreal Protocol signed in 1987 by all 197 UN member nations, which would eventually ban CFCs in many countries. But according to the report, if we keep this up, the whole could be gone by 2060, leaving a milder gentler climate to the cockroaches and survivalists who make it through the nuclear winter <laughs> later this year. Yeah, also known as the bomb cyclone. Thank you. That's also the name of our Palestine policy. <laughs> we got to send them something. <laughs> and finally tonight, in Goops, I did it again news. Oh, well done. It's January again, and that means it's time for the release of Gwyneth Paltrow's annual detox guide on her beauty and wellness website called Goop. And despite a craziness bar that's already been set at the height of yoking up your vagina with jade kegel eggs <laughs> and shooting it with steam lasers, <laughs> the 2018 edition might be the best one yet. Goop. Get excited. All right. Worse for your vagina than presidential proximity. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. Don't... No, it's, okay. it's pretty bad, though. It's pretty, I, I have to exaggerate a little or it's not a joke. I get it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh... Here's a few highlights of what's available now at goop.com. Do not buy this This stuff. This is a reverse ad. ad. Buy buy some. Buy some. Why not? You got too much money? I mean, give it to us and then buy some. Don't buy this stuff. First up. Give it to us. (laughs) First up, we have something called psychic vampire repellent okay but is it for psychic vampires or is the repellent psychic i did which, like i read through the whole thing i couldn't figure it out well <laughs> for only 28 dollars, you'll get 3.4 ounces of what they call a unique and complex blend of sonically tuned gem elixirs what yep you're very careful you got to do it or they're a sonic attack that's the thing you got to be very careful <laughs> and uh here's the directions oh please Shake gently before each use. If you shake too hard, it fucks it up. Um, also, <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> also, spray around the aura what? to protect from psychic attack and emotional harm. Also, avoid contact with eyes and do not ingest or inhale. And 
here's the thing, though. Apparently, the psychic vampire repellent, it only protects against vampires who can see the future. So, again, it's, it's not very versatile. It's just like well, a weird product. That's the thing is they're going to try to sell you. Then they have to sell you the non-psychic and then the telekinetic vampire repellent. And that's how they get you. I just love that you spray it around your aura. That's like applied directly to your screen name. Like, what the fuck are you? How would you even do that? Uh, this is just the dream <laughs> suppository all over again. <laughs> Plus, your aura is right by your eyes, but they say no <laughs> eye contact. You can't inhale it. What are you supposed to do? You got to go out, out towards the aura. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's tricky. <laughs> my aura is close. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. Another one of my favorites is a spa that offers a treatment called metaphysical colon hydrotherapy for the low, low price of $125. Awesome. According to Goop, if you're looking to go deep on many levels, this colonic spot incorporates energy work, essential oils, crystals, and aromatherapy. <laughs> An ass-based aromatherapy. <laughs> With crystals. With crystals. Ow! <laughs> I mean, if she can make my fart smell like anything other than my dying organs, I'm in. That's all I'm saying. Is <laughs> it's I'm worth in. 125 <laughs> to all of us. Yeah. And uh, just for the record, the metaphysical colon hydrotherapy is not the dumbest thing on the list involving shooting stuff up your ass. <laughs> and not just because metaphysical water is nothing. I mean, I'll shoot nothing up your ass for a lot less than $125, <laughs> just FYI. Or something. If you want yeah, something, I'll do it for yeah, less Sometimes all you have to do is take a survey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the award for the dumbest ass insertion product was definitely the... At-home coffee enema kit. Oh, Jesus. This one costs $135, and it appears to be a bottle with a tube and, and a squeeze bulb on the end. Mm -hmm. So uh, either you shoot coffee inside your ass to, to clean out the shit, or you, you pump shit into your coffee to <laughs> clean out the bottle of coffee. <laughs> It seems stupid either way. <laughs> We're saying like steam, lasers, and eggs are all a much better idea of stuff to put inside you. Trust me. <laughs> From experience. Question is, can you drink the coffee? The question is, can you drink the coffee, Eli? I mean, <laughs> are they a meat eater? <laughs> How much dairy have you had? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll eat some like, vegan shit. Quick end it, quick end it. How much is too much dairy? In your uh, any dairy, any dairy. I need clean pots and pans, no cross contamination. But if you're a fellow vegan, I'll eat your shit. At ReasonCon 2020. Okay, it's gonna be a kosher ass. All right, that's gonna do it for episode 63. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Cody, Sheena, Nora, John, Eve, Robert, Paul, Philosoraptor Jesus, the Nope Train Express, Michael, Gretchen, and Susan, whose genitals are so nice, Harambe's dick is out for them. Hell yeah. Also... Happy birthday, Susan! Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday. Susan! And also Troy, also Troy. Happy and birthday, happy birthday Troy. Troy! If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, 
The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Say things a little faster when we do the segment, so you're you're way behind. You got it. <laughs> sooner, I guess. Say sooner, sooner. Yeah, sooner. Exactly. You can say in the regular speed. Yeah. You <clears throat> laugh right before I finish my joke. Ha! <laughs> I was a little late. I was. I was ha! One more time. Test. One more time. And joke ends in three, ha! two, one. Okay, that was good. That was good. Close. <laughs> it wasn't because he did it at one. It should have been at two. Three, two, ha, one. It should have been the way it went, but yeah. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.